Good evening, everyone. This is Kirk Henderson with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I come to you right after the Mavericks finished defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers 131 to 111. Uh, I'm by myself tonight because most of the uh, Mavs Moneyball staff had other things going on. These early Sunday night games are always a little bit of a problem. You know, most of our staff is spread out across the country. We've got three or four people located in Dallas. But a Sunday night game tends to throw us off just about every single time. But I'll tell you who it didn't throw off, and it was the Dallas Mavericks. After that painful defeat Friday at the hands of the Los Angeles Lakers, the Mavericks come out and get a really, what I consider to be an important win. Uh, the Cavaliers are, you know, kind of a surprising team, to be honest. They're they're 2-4 and four right now uh, to start the year after the loss. But everybody really kind of thought they might be one of the worst teams in the league. And they've been pretty, pretty uh, competitive. And tonight was really no different. They, uh, you know, really kept pace with the Mavericks in the first and second uh, quarters. And the third quarter, they even took the lead for, for uh, a, a significant enough chunk of time to where I was starting to get upset. Uh, the Mavericks, though, threw out as the, the lineup we, we expected, you know, to dominate the Chris Tapps, Porzingis, uh, Boban, Marjanovic lineup, which really closed the door on any sort of uh, Cavalier um, rally. And the Mavericks, you know, uh, extended the lead to double digits and basically held on to it for, for the rest of the game. Now, you know, it's tough to read too much into a game against a bad team, but you really want to watch what, I, what I'm going to be watching for, you know, particularly the next basically six to ten games uh, as the Mavericks play mostly teams who they should be able to beat. I'm going to be watching, you know, a lot of individual performances. I try to, you know, normally when I watch a basketball game, I watch uh, not not individual players, but really how the team is flowing and really what lineups are working, what offensive sets are working and what aren't working, and then go from there. But, you know, when the Mavericks are playing these teams who aren't as good, I'm really interested in in how certain guys perform. The main one I'm really interested in is Chris Tapps Porzingis. Now, he had... You know, he finished the game with a really fantastic stat line, if we're honest. 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 blocks. It was, you know, one of these games where if you're watching the box score or you're kind of watching casually, you, there's a lot of, of Porzingis when he's not really doing very much. He'll have long stretches where he's ineffective. But he came alive a little bit in the late in the third and part of the fourth quarter tonight and ended up with a really nice stat line. I'm going to be really curious to see how the Mavericks use him. He is such a talented player, but thus far, they're not getting him in situations where I think he's he's being used to his benefit, frankly. When they do isolate him, which I think is something he likes, he's frankly not been that good. Uh, when they use him on pick and rolls, it's been almost always on side pick and rolls, which I think is... Not, you know, he committed the charge against Kevin Love in one of these circumstances, and it's not really the best look with how good he is. So it's kind of hard to, to figure out how the Mavericks are, are ought to be using him, other than I would like to see more pick and rolls down the middle. Um, the the way the Mavericks are, are set up and, and with how many shooters they have, or at least guys who are willing to take three-point shots, I think is a better way to phrase it, since we all know how... The, the percentages for the bench and even the, you know, other guys in the rotation, you know, can wax and wane depending on game. 
Um, I, I just want to see him rolling to the basket in a straight line. I don't like these angles. I think, you know, he, when he gets it, particularly on the left side of the floor, which seems to be, you know, an area he likes to operate from, he's attacking, you know, kind of off the dribble and he's such a big guy. And I don't like, I don't like it when guys slide underneath him. It just, it, it worries me, but it's really nice. You know, this is the first game of the season that he shot over 50, he shot 50% or over from the floor, which is something I kind of want to keep an eye on. Because efficiency with with Porzingis is really going to be key. I'm I, I think overall everybody should be pleased with his game tonight. You know the the rebounding is is something that denotes effort to me. And there there are stretches when I feel like he just doesn't really attack the glass. And watching you know what he what he ended up doing in this game was was really something that that I I was uh, pretty pretty happy with. Obviously you know the the player of the game for the second straight game is Luka Doncic putting up the first Maverick. Uh, back-to-back performances with 15 or more assists since Jason Kidd. And, you know, putting up 29 points, 14 rebounds, and 15 assists is hilarious. It's really nice to see the Mavericks, his teammates, finishing some of these some of these looks. You know, guys are never going to be able to shoot 100%, but, you know, Luka gets guys great looks. And if if they can't finish those looks, then that that's the sort of thing that, that drives us as fans crazy and really starts to result in Luka hunting for his own shot. I think he really likes getting other guys involved. The way he was orchestrating the high pick and roll uh, with just about everyone uh, against the Cavaliers was just really exciting to see. He's he's so much fun to watch. I I we're we're so blessed. I don't really know you know any other way to to talk about it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys you know that had pretty solid games. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. I. What he gives, he takes away, and what he takes away, then he seems to give a possession or two later. He finished with a hilarious plus 16, and the few, you know, some of the shots I had an air ball three, he blew some layups, but then he hits contested threes. I just don't understand his game. I think the real, I think the real thing for all of us to do with Tim Hardaway Jr. is simply take it as it comes and, you know, try not to be too bothered by it and hope that on when he's having an off game, you know, that the coaching staff realizes it and gives somebody else a look because there are guys on this team that, that you know, are, are pretty good in limited minutes. Uh, Bo- uh, Boban Morjanovic was, you know, a ridiculous plus 25 in 15 minutes. He had 12 points and eight boards. Uh, it's so that that Porzingis uh, Boban lineup was a riot. The Cavs just kept trying to go at them and I know you want to challenge a shot blocker. That's things coaches always insist upon. Don't let them, you know, don't cede the rim to the to the opposing team. But the way the Cavs were attacking was just really stupid, and that really, you know, allowed allowed Maver- the Mavericks to get going. And you know, when Boban rolls, he sets really really good screens because he's enormous a, but then he holds it and rolls in a way that really benefits the ball handler. And just watching him roll down the middle. If somebody can put enough touch on the pass, he's just going to be able to score a lot of times. Um, you know, otherwise it was it was pretty you know stand, like pretty fantastic team game. They shot you know nearly fifty percent from three. If the Mavericks can hover in the mid thirties, thirty five to thirty seven percent as a team, I think that that's something that'll really allow them to stay in these games. You know, particularly as they face better opponents. It's really nice to see them win the rebounding battle again. I can't believe that one of the things we were all worried about as we entered the season was um, just how how concerned we were about the boards and the fact that the team is doing this is really really exciting uh, because that you know if if you can 
if you can control the glass or even just stay even with the team you're playing against, then you don't have to worry about, you know, getting crushed on the offensive boards and second chance looks. And, you know, that, you know, against a, a team like the Cavs who have two excellent rebounders in um, Kevin Love and in Tristan Thompson, that is, is you know, it's exciting to win that, that board, uh, battle of the boards up there. So, all right, you know, I've talked for, you know, six or seven minutes now, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a, uh, it was an exciting game. And I, you know, anytime you watch Luca do what he does, particularly on the road and then against uh, the, the fact that the, there's so many uh, Slovenians in the Ohio area that came to the game, that sort of thing is always really fun to see pregame. I like how many people who, you know, just really root for him. I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we got just, just upcoming here, you know, we're going to have a, a couple of more things on the schedule this week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Coop is going to be posting his Mavs, uh, Moneyball radio, kind of looking back at, at the six games in totality, which you should check in tomorrow afternoon for this week. Uh, the Mavericks, who do they play here? I know they play the magic. Uh, what day is that on? Okay. So we have a two day gap. Uh, two-day rest, and then they play the Magic on Wednesday. They play the Knicks on Friday on a home game. That'll be a really that'll be a really important game, uh, just in terms of seeing how if if KP can string together, you know, back-to-back solid performances and against you know his his old team at that. Then they play their their first you know back-to-back uh, game against the the Memphis Grizzlies. So you know we have three more opportunities to see them here this week. I'm going to try to be podcasting. I, I don't know who I'm going to have on. We'll obviously come to you as much as we can with these post-game pods. I hope you like them. I am going to try to keep recording, but I have some uh, personal stuff going on this week to where I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch every game. Uh, we appreciate the support that we've gotten so far the last you know month or so uh, since we've been doing all these additional podcasts. If you like what we're doing, I really like hearing from you on Twitter. If you don't follow me, um, I don't know why anybody follows me, but it's at Kirk Serious Face. Uh, if you could, you know, tell your friends about it, uh, you know, go to Mavs uh, Moneyball Podcast on whatever your podcasting platform is, you know, subscribe, rate and review us. That sort of thing is very important, you know, for, for getting the podcast in front of more people who may not be, you know, big online people like some of us are who just love talking about the game. As always, hit me up with any questions, any concerns, any criticisms. I really like, you know, talking hoops with folks online so so much as, you know, you don't consistently call me an idiot, which, uh, you know, I can be. So, again, I uh, appreciate everybody's support. I hope that, you know, you guys had fun tonight, and I will talk with you in the coming days.